we are standing now at the beginning of a new era of development of the earth and of humanity because of the influence of the Aquarius constellation, which is making itself felt even more strongly. As a result, the world and mankind are experiencing now radical changes. radiation power of a very high and increasing vibration originating from the original human life field is closely linked with the cosmic revolution. This cosmic revolution also affects our earthly atmosphere with which humanity is linked. This atmospheric change strongly influences the natural, moral, and spiritual behavior of humanity. We as humanity, we are now confronted with challenging difficulties of the body and of the soul. On the other hand, the Aquarius era also contains great and glorious possibilities. Our era, these times we live in right now, contain the possibility for a new liberated consciousness. All of us have this possibility. And today we would like to delve deeper and question ourselves about the meaning of this new consciousness and what awakening it signifies. And let us begin by asking ourselves the question, who are we? In the recap and in other talks and books, etc., we introduced the term original field of life of humanity. And maybe you don't realize it, but this term refers to the fundamental mystery of human life. Because it implicitly tells us that if there is an original abode of humanity, then there must also be a not original or substituted field of life. And that in turn begs the question, is humanity or the human being, if you wish, that inhabited that original field of life, the same human being of flesh and blood that we know so well, that wonderful creature, that we can perceive with our senses. The universal teachings of all times tell us indeed that the inhabitants of the aforementioned abodes are totally different beings. They have practically nothing in common except the name human being. And the only, only further similarity is that both beings eat, breathe, assimilate and excrete. And even the forces underlying their existence are diametrically opposed. We know self-maintenance, protection, polarities like you and I, good and evil, 
birth and death, are the true dynamism of our lives as mortal human beings on this planet. These forces can be seen as instincts and our consciousness and our behavior is almost completely determined by these forces, self-maintenance, self-protection, next to other influences like culture, race, upbringing, etc. And this so well-known perishable human being feeds on cosmic, planetary and atmospheric energy streams, as well as on solid foods, liquids and gases. The original divine human being's driving force is unity, harmony, friendship, no conflict. Everything is connected by the web of life. I am you and you are me. I am a miniature God, a miniature universe, a microcosm that lives in and out of the light, which is God. The original human being is an immortal being gifted with the freedom of will, thinking and creation. And the consciousness of the divine human being is consequently of a totally different nature and leads to a behavior that is in keeping with it. It thinks, feels and acts, if you wish to call it like that, out of the unity of all things. The divine human being, as we said, is a miniature universe, a replica and image bearer of God. So it feeds necessarily on divine light streams and had thereto a heavenly body. So we can consequently state that there exists the old or lower consciousness and that there is a higher or new consciousness. The microcosm can be interpreted as a non-material sphere, similar to the magnetic field or the outer skin, if you wish, the Van Allen belts of the earth field that we inhabit, or with the magnetic sphere of the human heart. Any magnetic field is extremely powerful in the sense that it dominates all materials that are present in the sphere. And you can compare that with uh, iron filings on a sheet of paper with a magnet under them. The iron filings will inevitably follow the magnetic field lines of the magnet. They cannot move away from it. But the magnetic field itself is also very sensitive to the movements of the materials that it encapsulates. That happens when a stronger magnetic field comes nearer and exerts its influence. It will totally disturb the status quo of the weaker field. At a given moment, known as the fall from paradise, out of its free will, the divine human being decided to feed on other streams, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But his heavenly body couldn't digest that and perished. 
But since it was an immortal body, it couldn't die. So it withdrew in a tiny nucleus into a seed, the seed of the divine light body. And it was as if the light that constituted the body was emitted from the microcosm. And science, modern science, acknowledges this fact in the atom. Light is emitted when an electron falls from a higher orbit into a lower orbit. It releases the energy in the form of light, a photon. So when the body disappeared, the microcosm entered a lower rung of life, the world of polarities on which it wanted to feed and experiences. And eventually it became the world we know so well. But in order to live and assimilate, it had to adopt a substitute for the lost heavenly vehicle. And in an eons long process of evolution, it now has us, mortal human beings, as a substitute for the lost heavenly body. We all know that we experience a lot during our lives. These experiences are never lost. They are registered in the magnetic shell. And we know that as karma. Karma is accumulated life experiences of many, many incarnations. But that seed of the heavenly light body, it is still present. It is present at the mathematical center of the microcosm and it coincides with our human heart. We call that seed the rose of the heart, the jewel, the other one in us, the inner Jesus, the I am, God in us. So two beings are present in our microcosm. Two consciousnesses exist, a lower and a higher, the lower dominant, the other awakening and turning us into seekers. But how then do we awaken the new consciousness? Where can we find that higher energy field that can break the shackles of the old consciousness? We need energy. We need to simulate the Gnostic light, a light injection. In the Rosicrucian classic, the confession of the Brotherhood of the Rosy Cross, 
we read, <clears throat> we grasp the narrow rungs of the Mercury ladder in order to raise our conscious being into the realms of the unseen. <clears throat> we need to, we need our arms and our legs free to climb a ladder. We cannot take anything with us. Perhaps just a light backpack with essentials. As we move up, we get into the, we go up by um, the hand that's holding the lowest rung, letting that go, and we take hold of a higher rung. The feet ascend simultaneously. Each rung represents a different state of consciousness, and we need energy to raise ourselves higher. In a similar way, <clears throat> the atom attains a higher energy state when it absorbs a photon of light. This is the quantum theory of physics. Here, like the rungs of the ladder, there is a gap between one energy level and another. Only a photon coming from outside the atom, having the correct amount of energy, will raise an electron to the higher energy level. This is known as a quantum leap. Richard Feynman, when he was a boy, was encouraged by his father to ask questions and never just accept things. One day his father asked him when he had, just be, when he had become a great physicist, is it the same electron or another that moves from one energy level to the other when a photon is absorbed or emitted? This is a good question because the electron cannot be found, isn't allowed, according to quantum theory, anywhere between the two energy levels. It is just supposed to pop up in the other energy level. So this gives rise to some doubt that it is the initial electron that ends up in the final state. Similarly, there isn't a rung to grasp between two adjacent rungs of a ladder. <clears throat> well, Richard replied, I don't know, Pops. He was honest and humble to demonstrate the correct scientific approach to the search for truth. And because he knew that he did not know, he was open to a higher truth. The seeker after spiritual truth should walk his path in a similar manner. If we know that we don't know, then this creates openness, making space for new insights. And we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them, according to Albert Einstein. Now the ego consciousness is the driver of the lower triangle of thinking, feeling and doing. It is needed until the new consciousness awakes. It is the first rung of the ladder. The ego, the old consciousness, or old soul, 
cannot attain peace, harmony, love, but instead is driven by the instinct for survival and identifies with the mortal personality. This keeps us constantly engaged in challenges and struggles, and also the highs, the happy moments of this world. So a third of the microcosm is mortal. So we have both mortal and immortal. This is our fundamental existential problem. The solution is gaining a new soul, a new consciousness. So our present consciousness derives from thought and memories, which create speech and will, affecting emotions, feelings, and action. These thought forms originate from karmic inheritance, present karma, and conditioned experience. Also society standards, culture, and religion. This self-focused separatist consciousness related to individuals, family, group, or country, etc., is focused on self-interest, division, survival, and power. At a certain point in our lives, often after a difficult experience, we question this struggle for life and might ask, who are we and why are we here? During this profound inner searching, we can be touched in the heart by the Gnostic calling ray, which is always available if we are open to it. This creates a longing to search for spiritual truth. Is there something more than self-maintenance, desires, and continuous distractions of this world? So now we would like to introduce <laughs> A short video from Monty Python that will support the text. Thank you. Which brings us once again to the urgent realization of just how much there is still left to own. Item six on the agenda the meaning of life. Now, uh, Harry, you've had some thoughts on this. That's right, yeah. I've had a team working on this over the past few weeks, and uh, what we've come up with can be reduced to two fundamental concepts. One, people are not wearing enough hats. Two, matter is energy. In the universe, there are many energy fields which we cannot normally perceive. Some energies have a spiritual source which act upon a person's soul. However, this soul does not exist ab initio, as orthodox Christianity teaches. It has to be brought into existence by a process of guided self-observation. However, this is rarely achieved owing to man's unique ability to be distracted from spiritual matters by everyday trivia. What was that about hats again? Oh, uh, people aren't wearing enough. Is this true? Certainly. The hat sales have increased, but not peri pursuers. Our research initially. Enough. Enough for what purpose? Can I just ask, with reference to your second point, 
When you say souls don't develop because people become distracted, has anyone noticed that building there before? So, when we are not so distracted by worldly issues or desires and are open to the Gnostic calling radiation, this spiritual light penetrates the heart spirit's heart atom, which the rosy cross calls the rose of the heart. Then there is an awakening from our unconscious conditioned lives. This glimmer of spiritual consciousness, which has touched our hearts, drives us to seek. As in the law of like attracts like, we then find the right environment, books, etc., to continue our seeking. Through non judgmental observation of thought and experience, we start to respond to this revealing light and begin to cooperate with it, letting go of our head orientated conditioned selves, which often cause so much harm and chaos. We can then give space to the spirit spark, the rose of the heart, in the power of the Gnostic light, which has touched our hearts. And as we continue to neutrally let go of our thoughts and character traits with self-acceptance of our state, we create a space in the heart for the Gnostic radiations. This divine light will support us during our process, during the new and towards the new unified spiritual consciousness. So, dear friends, why cannot the old ego evolve and connect to the higher world? If we remain enclosed within our own Van Halen belt, we cannot change. Therefore, we need an outside force to break through the bond of the old energy field to build up a new magnetic field. However, Many individuals try to explore different methods, techniques to reach this goal, meditating, practicing yoga. Unfortunately, these alternatives give us just experiences from the same realm, from the same level of consciousness. We can then get trapped in the illusion of a process of a spiritual change when we identify the methods, tools with the real process. Another aspect of the unsuitability of the old teachings and methods is that they were suitable for those times and places. And also what we inherited is just a shell of the real teachings and practices of those times. Friends, this is a time of change, a time of inner revolution, transformation and transfiguration, a time to replace the old methods and the old ego consciousness, a time to choose the source of our consciousness, our ego or the divine spirit. Dear friends, the new consciousness is born 
from the spirit spark atom. But what do we mean by the new consciousness? We know that the state of consciousness is a state of life. Therefore, dear friends, to reach this new state of consciousness, we need to change our mode of life. The pupil needs to make a conscious effort to replace the I with the soul. It is only there when the spirit will be able to descend in a realizing capacity. The first thing we need is inside and a longing for liberation, which must be accompanied by a process of detachment, samadhi, satori, from the world of deception. This will cause the entrance of the light into the heart, sanctuary, where the new soul resides. And through daily applied detachment from egocentricity, the soul will ascend. Unifying soul and spirit will awaken the new state of consciousness. Scatarosa de Petri stated in the living word, whoever lives in the soul vehicle has been reborn as a child of God and has entered eternity. But dear friends, how can we connect with this external force to break the bond of the old energy. The reality is that it is nearer than hands and feet. It is within us. The spirit of the spark atom is the point of contact to this outside force, our own true nature. We are really sparks of this force fire. Our ego consciousness is normally nourished by our five senses. We are trapped in a world of polarities, of opposites, good and bad, with me or against me. We are controlled from these senses, reacting like robots to an external stimulus. The question, friends, is how can we transform our state of consciousness. Then, dear friends, there is a need of a radical change. We don't mean that we are retreating from life, but the focus needs to be different. We are in the world, but our real nature is not of the world. We need to acquire a level of awareness, a deep understanding of who we really are. To do so, we need to create a space from the outside world, distancing from the sensual world, the external stimulus. We need to try to slow down and to stop the racing of thoughts. This will bring moments of silence, time to reflect and to become an observer 
of our own thoughts, feelings, emotions, and the power of our will. A time to confront our own demons. This inner struggle, friends, is necessary to know ourselves and in full acceptance, letting go. This time of a struggle is a time of inner opportunities to embrace a completely different state of life, a state of consciousness, an opportunity to connect with the divine within us, the spark atom, an opportunity from inner recognition, something inside already recognizing a higher reality. It is, friends, disregarding things that are detrimental to the realization of the great goal, the process of transfiguration from a caterpillar to a butterfly, a radical change. This process of self-observation and self-knowledge make us aim for something else a new purpose. We cannot understand, grasp the reality with our common earthly material senses. This is why we need this radical change. The secret, dear friends, is to find the stillness, silence in the noise of the world, taking a distance to all Phenomena. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you wish to support us in reaching more people, like our posts, rate us with five stars on iTunes, leave a positive comment where you can, or share our content on your social media.